Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bruiser Nation members of all ages, does everybody know what time it is? It's Bruise Cruise time! Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to take a ride on the Bruise Cruise. This week on the Bruise Cruise Podcast, we're doing a very special edition New Year's Cruise this week, where I talk about the year from AEW. Not really the whole year, but like what I really appreciated from All Elite Wrestling in this crazy year of 2021. And before we really get started... I want to wish you all a very happy new year. Hopefully 2022 treats everybody better than 2021. Things really start to open up and we can put this pandemic stuff behind us. Who knows? We might all have to get vaccinated every year like with the flu, but you know, not going to tell anybody what to do. Just do your own research. Find out what's best for you and your family and make that decision. Don't care get vaccinated or not because it is your choice anyway after that psa from yours truly we're gonna start the new year's cruise with AEW blood and guts now a lot of people were a little upset that there were pre-tapes involved we'll get into that in a little bit myself i made the trip down to jacksonville from ohio because originally i was going to go to jersey and see their first planned blood and guts. But as we all know by now, that was canceled pretty quickly. I think I had ordered my tickets and got my hotel room probably about a month before blood and guts was supposed to happen. I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this for sure. Like I had altered this whole thing up, planned it out. Got a hotel close to the arena, so I just had to walk. I didn't have to mess with parking or whatever. And, of course, as the weeks get closer, it gets canceled. So I call, I chalked that up to a loss because, I mean, you know, I'm not really trying to go to Jersey. I was just going for that show. And then the following year, when they announced Blood and Guts was going to Jacksonville, I was like, it's only a 12-hour drive. I can do this. And be back in time to go back to work. Because I didn't even take vacation for this trip. It was a whole, like, I was on the road longer than I was in Jacksonville. I mean, I got responsibilities. Got to get my kid to school. Had a full-time job. So it was one of those things where I'm not missing this. Never seen Chris Jericho wrestle live. Seen him hit with the Intercontinental Championship by China. Saw him thrown through a window by Kane. All of these things happened in Columbus, Ohio. On Raw, I do believe, were both of those incidents. And I said, I got to see him wrestle. He's not going to wrestle too much longer. This is a great opportunity. A huge stipulation type matchup. AEW's first attempt at their version of War Games. It's like, I'm not missing this. Not missing this for the world. So, I mean, I bought tickets as soon as it was announced. Like, when they were selling, 
you know, double event tickets, like the week before and the week after tickets. I bought those. And I could only go to one, but I didn't really care. I was like, I have to see this match. So I went to work on that Tuesday, got home, got all my stuff packed, cooked my son dinner, looked at him like, dude, do you care if I leave now? He was totally cool about it. Bruiser Nation, raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. It's like, yeah, Daddy, it's fine. So, 8 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, my crazy ass drives down to Jacksonville. About, I think I want to say it was about 6 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I mean, this was back in May. It's now almost January. Like in a couple hours, it's January. Go to a rest stop, pull over, take a half hour nap. Wake up, continue my journey to Jacksonville, Florida, get to my hotel about 8 39 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, take a nap, and then I wander. I don't really want to say wander. I mean, I wandered, but I took my camera, took some pictures of the Jacksonville skyline, the waterfront, you know, all that stuff. And then I started driving around to, to beaches nearby a really cool nature preserve that I totally forget the name of right now, but it was pretty sweet. Lots of sand. I snag some sand because that's kind of my thing. I go somewhere. I need, if it, if sand is available and there's a beach, I'm taking sand with me. I have all kinds of stuff filled with sand here at the Bruiser Nation production studio from my many visits to some nice ass beaches. I mean, Destin, Florida, Tampa, Florida, the cruise my parents took me on, all that stuff. So I got all that. So I'm wandering around. So I get done with that. There's It's still hours. Like two or three hours before the show starts. So then I begin my journey trying to find some souvenirs for my son. Because it's kind of my thing. If I go somewhere, I'm getting something for my son. Normally he's with me. But he's in school. He's not really a fan of wrestling, so he didn't come with me, so I go around. There's not a lot in downtown Jacksonville, just telling you. There's not a whole lot. But it was cool. There was this really cool candy shop. I went in there, got him some cool shit. It was it, it was an experience. We'll put that put it that way. Got some really good smoothie from a place I can't remember. I wish I did. People were really cool. Didn't have any issues. Go back to the hotel. I'm like, I got to eat because I was struggling to find a place to, for food because I mean, it was still the pandemic. So like not a lot of places were open yet. They were either closed down or 
this business is coming soon or that's why I got the smoothie. I was like, this will tie me over for a little bit. My dinner was like peanut butter pretzel bites and maybe a sandwich because I packed some lunch meat for the drive, but it was not much of a dinner, but I did not give a shit. I was just trying to bide my time until the show started. So about seven o'clock, I walked out of Daly's place, get there about seven 30, wait in line. They let us everybody in. It's super cool atmosphere. Get my t-shirt, the blood and guts t-shirt, get my, you know, free poster, all that, all that good stuff. I mean, I bought the t-shirt online because it was the pandemic. So you had to hop on the website and buy the shirt and then wait for your shirt to be packed up and ready to go. And then the show started. I didn't have, what's the best one? I had a great seat, but I didn't have the best seat for the first hour of the show. Like they had those, it was either light, I think it was lighting or speakers, and it was kind of in my way of the of the screens, but it's cool. I mean, it is what it is. Didn't really didn't really matter to me. Which brings me to the my thoughts on only having one live match, and that being the blood and guts match at Daily's place. Was I disappointed at first? Like, cause it didn't click. I didn't really think about it. I'd never been to Daly's place before. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to see Cody wrestle live. I'm going to see Kenny wrestle live. This is going to be legit. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah, this is going to be sweet. And then as it gets closer, it's, it's revealed that the only thing that's going to be live is blood and guts. Oh, well, you know, I really wanted that. That was the main reason for me going anyway. So I didn't really worry about it. Some people were upset. What was really cool was before the show started, Tony Khan came out. He was like, look, we're only having this one live match. You have until that live match starts to get your refund. And we'll refund you. So I thought I thought that was pretty cool. That's not something that he had to do. But he knew that some people would be irritated. I get it. Yeah, one live match. I drove all the way down here. Blah, 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 blah. I spent all this money. I can't believe this. First of all, tickets weren't that expensive. Second of all, I find it hard to believe that anybody went further than I did to Blood and Guts. If they did, more power to them. But you have to really understand, it wasn't that they didn't want to do more than one live match. It was the logistics of it all. I mean, this is a huge cage in an amphitheater. This amphitheater doesn't have a roof. 
how are you going to lower the cage if you have matches before blood and guts starts so that that was the decision that they went with and i don't blame them for that that was a a good decision what else are you going to do and hold blood and guts first and that then what take 20 minutes i mean it did took them all day to set that cage up it's like i said there was no roof you couldn't lower it down so they, they did what they had to do they put on a great show and experiencing that match live was amazing i mean everybody's singing along with judas which i did record and posted on youtube got yelled at by youtube but it's fine it was one brutal affair and i even thought the finish was creative as contrived as it might sound i'm gonna push him off the cage unless you quit so they quit and then he pushed jericho off the cage anyway but it was a good way to give the pinnacle a win and still save face for the inner circle because the inner circle after a while was whooping some ass ass like there was some crazy moves in that like santana ortiz multiple times got trapped in between the apron and the cage which was crazy blood everywhere pulling up the wrestling mat to reveal the wood under it like there everything was included in this and, and a lot of people have gotten on chris and AEW for how the the fall was handled i mean it was set up by stuntmen he landed on boxes, still really dangerous. Nobody else in this day and age is going to do anything like that without some sort of way to protect themselves on the way down. So for those cynics that complain, oh my God, he landed on boxes or you can see stuff after he fell through. Who cares? The main thing is he was safe. Uninjured, he got hurt, but he was uninjured. And everybody came out of that match looking better. So I I thoroughly enjoyed my experience of a solo vacation, which I've never done before. Driving down, jamming out, experiencing Jacksonville and, and, and the beaches around it. And then driving back up, listening to podcasts. It was great. Was it tiring? Sure. But I, I got back home thursday eight o'clock at night plenty of time to wind down a little bit and get ready for work the next day it really worked out well for me i wouldn't change it for the world it was a fucking blast like i said i'd never taken a vacation like that and i got to see the greatest wrestler of all time wrestle live finally because like i said earlier I had only seen spots. I'd never actually seen this man wrestle, which is weird for a certified Jericho-holic like myself to have never seen him actually wrestle live. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you a podcaster? Finding it hard to come up with new and interesting ideas, topics, or questions for your guest on your podcasts? And look no further than Poddex. No matter the podcast or the guest, Poddex has a deck for you. Need gaming questions? Purchase up, down, left, right. Love superheroes? Well, Poddex has a deck for you. Whether it's sports, true crime, relationships, or everything in between, find fun, outlandish topics on Poddex. They make it easy with their app to keep all your decks right at your fingertips. Download the Poddex app today and bring a whole new energy to your Poddex. And I don't get paid for that. 
I just thought it would be fun to do live read for pod decks because we're about to do a pod deck segment. If you don't know what pod decks is, like I just explained, it gives you interesting random ass questions out of decks, decks, literal, literal, literal decks of cards. If you're not watching this on YouTube, they're literal, literal decks of cards with ideas, questions, how dare you stuff like there's all kinds of stuff that's available on pod deck. So if anything, you know, if you're a podcaster, give it a look, might give you some questions that you never would have thought to ask your guests. So the first question that pod decks is going to ask yours truly. Many people read electronic books. Do you, I think that takes away from the experience and I'm going to go with a yes and no question on this one i like books uh wrestling biographies for sure you know i got read all of chris jericho's books i read john moxley's book i read the hardy's book which was probably ghost written because it was like this doesn't seem right but i also thoroughly enjoy lee child in the jack reacher series if you've only seen the jack reacher movies with tom cruise where he did a good job. He took the source material seriously. He didn't really fit the character that Lee Child built in his books. Those books are legit. Like I've, I, I can't say that I read all of them, but probably fifteen of them. And I, I have to read them in paperback, I, or I mean, not paperback, hardcover, whatever. But I, they have to be in print for me for, for books books need to be in print i have jericho's books i have moxley's books i have lee child books but then on the other end of the coin do i love having a comic book in my hand yes i do i have all kinds of comic books as well i have god loves man kills old man logan i have ninja turtle comic books but i run the whole gamut when it comes to comic books if i like something and there's a comic book i'm probably going to read it but that's where the difference comes in. I can read comic books and graphic novels just fine on my phone through Comixology and not really feel a disconnect. But sometimes there's a disconnect when I try to read a book on my phone. Maybe there's too many distractions and it's just words instead of like action and pictures and everything else combined with the words to make a story. Maybe that's the reason. I really don't know why. But I, I do prefer a book in my hand to read it but where and maybe it's because there's so much content involved whether it's comiXology or marvel's app or dc's app there's so much content and comic books on there that you may not even know exist that can enhance your comic book experience and knowledge to is where normally if you're reading a book, you already know about this book. You either knew it was coming out or you had read one and you're just waiting for the next one. Like I was super into goosebumps when I was a kid because I'm old, but I guess that's my stance. It, it, it depends how you feel about what you're reading. I don't want to say it takes away from the experience, but I do find it hard to really focus in on a novel on my phone 
comic books, graphic novels, on the other hand, can be either one. I like owning them. It's a nice little collector thing. Not that they're ever going to be worth anything. Not that I care if they ever are. There it is. There's the answer to that question. My other favorite match of 2021 for AEW is Kenny Omega versus Adam Hangman Page for the World Heavyweight Championship. The first question I'll ask, and please, Bruiser Nation, chime in a little bit on this one, either on Twitter at Bruiser Nation PR, go to Bruiser Nation Productions, leave a comment, email me at Bruiser, Na- at Bruiser Nation Productions at gmail.com, however you feel like it. It's totally fine. Facebook, Bruiser Nation Productions on Facebook, however you want to. Was it the right time to take the belt off Kenny Omega? I believe that it was. Not only was he severely hurt and needed surgery in three different places, but this story needed a conclusion. They had told this story of Adam Hangman Page starting at the top because he was in the finals for the inaugural AEW World Heavyweight Championship with Chris Jericho. And it took two years to tell this story of being at the top, falling to the bottom, losing your friends, finding new friends, losing your confidence, walking away from your new friends, embracing your new friends, having a child. All of these things combined to be one of the greatest wrestling stories told in a long time. So unless you would have taken it, unless he wasn't, didn't have a child, you could have taken it off Kenny sooner. But I don't think you could have waited any longer. Adam Hangman Page was the right man to take it off of him. They have such history. After the Elite kicked him out and they were tag team champions. And it was such a great story. And this is sometimes what we forget about pro wrestling. It doesn't have to be a 30-day story. It doesn't have to be a 60-day story. Sometimes you got to be patient and wait for that payoff. And the payoff was worth every single day we waited for Adam Hangman Page to win. There were a couple of my friends on to the turnbuckle. I had to keep educating about it. Like, just be patient. They didn't pull him out of the match at pay-per-view before he took time off so you got to postpone it you got to push it back you can't just oh well we're gonna do this now no you wait for him to come back and you still let him take the title because that was the original plan all along why change plans just edit them a little bit extend it a little bit and the best part about extending it a little bit is what's (coughs) honestly Because Hangman Page wasn't on TV. So he had to sit and wait. So he had to earn it again. And he got it again. Match rating, five stars. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen. I've already talked about the overall story progression. It, It told a story of adversity, triumph, and getting over your own personal demons on the way to being at the top of your industry. Oh, hey there.
there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the Turnbuckle Tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. So all of those combined to create one hell of a story, one hell of a match, and hats off to Adam Page, who's one of my favorite wrestlers, and Kenny Omega, who is definitely one of my favorite wrestlers, for putting something together when Kenny was not 100%. One hell of a matchup for somebody that had shoulder and knee problems. One hell of a match. Like, you didn't, you couldn't tell that Kenny was hurt, which is kind of the job of a pro wrestler. Like, if you're not supposed to be hurt, you're kind of not supposed to show that you're hurt. Because it wasn't until after the match that we found out that Kenny needed all these surgeries. So, hats off to Kenny and Adam Hangman Page for giving us one hell of a story and one hell of an ending to that story. Anyone disappointed you just weren't paying attention. Now, back to pod decks. They're going to ask us another pod deck question. If you, if I decide to get cremated, where would you want your ashes spread? That's a fantastic question there, pod decks. So I probably will get cremated because, I mean, let's just be honest. I don't need a burial plot. I don't need a casket. I don't need a headstone. It's totally fine. Don't, don't care. Don't care. If my son and any other family that are still kicking it want one, that's on them. I'm not worried about it. I'm gone. I'm gone already. So I'll probably be cremated anyway. But the final part of that question, if no one would get in trouble for doing it, I would prefer my ashes spread at Blarney Castle. Because the fun thing about my lineage, apparently... My ancestors in Ireland built Blarney Castle. Isn't that something else? So that's where I would I would want to return uh, return to my ancestors and have my ashes spread there if no one was going to get in trouble for it. If someone was going to get in trouble for it, plant me in the yard. I don't care. Help me grow some plants. But if I had an ideal place where no one was going to get in trouble for doing it, Blarney Castle in Ireland hangs down. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, a barbed wire death match. Now, while before we get into my discussion about this one, these are in no particular order. It's not like Blood and Guts was one, Adam Page and Kenny Omega was two. These were just my favorite matches overall from the year. So now we're going to talk about the Johnny o- John Moxley, Kenny Omega barbed wire death match. First question is, did it live up to the hype? I think it exceeded it. 
by far. We all knew it was going to be a violent affair. We had seen them go at each other before without this type of stipulation in that first lights out match on AEW Dynamite. But this far exceeded that lights out match that they had on Dynamite. It exceeded anything that night, to be completely honest. They beat the hell out of each other. They told a good story. They didn't rely on the barbed wire and explosive devices to tell said story. They worked around those things to tell the story, which is what you're supposed to do in professional wrestling. You can't. The best stipulation matches are wrestling matches worked around the stipulation, not the stipulation worked into the wrestling. So they 100% outdid themselves in that aspect. They went at it, beat the hell out of each other. You didn't, you couldn't tell who was going to win. And it wasn't a match. Yes, it was a, a match built around the barbed wire and the explosions. But it didn't feel that way when they were wrestling the match felt like a wrestling match with these things sprinkled around. Did they pull out a crazy table, barbed wire on it? Sure. Did they have explosions? Sure. Did they have barbed wire ropes except for like one side, I believe? Sure they did. But that they still had a wrestling match in the middle of all that. And, and that's all you can ask for. As far as who came out looking better... I want to say that John Moxley came out looking better, but it's hard. That that's a hard question. Yes, I know. I I wrote these questions. This is on my rundown. But as I sit here and think about the answer, because I don't like to be like, oh, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. That's just it's not organic. F all that. But I want to say John Moxley came out looking stronger because he took everything Kenny Omega had. And almost squeaked out. I mean, same with Kenny, though. Like, Kenny barely squeaked out with that championship that night. And John Moxley is known as a hardcore style wrestler. I mean, this was right up his alley. I mean, Kenny Omega's no slouch in that aspect. I mean, he wrestled in Japan, for God's sakes, where this type of match is, is I don't want to say it's the norm, but they've had him quite more often than they've had them here in the States. But I, I think John came out looking a lot better. It it reunited him and Eddie Kingston, which was a big deal. I think those two really mix well together. I, I think they be, do make better opponents than friends, but they are friends. And it brought that friendship back because Eddie Kingston didn't want to see his friend get blown up. But we can't mention that part without talking about that finish. Not really the finish, but the ending, I guess. Because there was the finish, and then there was the explosion that happened. Should it have gone off better than just the sprinklers? Yes. Yes, it should have. We can't put that on Tony Khan and AEW. They hired a third-party company to do this and pull this off. And they didn't. They failed. Simple as that. 
you can't blame the wrestling company for a third party company coming in. It would be like when I was doing online grocery and we had a third party company deliver and this third party person didn't deliver the groceries. Like that's not our fault. That's not on us. Like it's, it's that type of thing. You hire a third party company to do a job. You expect them to do the job, not botch it all up. Is it what everybody's going to remember? Probably. But I challenge you to go back and watch that match and tell me that the ending made it worse. Because I will thoroughly disagree with you on that aspect. Because the match was amazing. The explosions didn't go off like they were supposed to at the end. But that was everything I expected from a barbed wire exploding exploding barbed wire death match i think that's how you say it properly and more i got so much enjoyment out of that match and i'm not normally not against hardcore wrestling but that's not my forte but they like i said earlier they they didn't make the hardcore everything they they wrestled a match with these barbed wires and explosive devices around them instead of just using the barbed wire and explosive devices to create a match. <coughs> Back to pod decks. So the well before we go to pod decks, those are my three favorite matches. I mean there were so many good ones in AEW in 2021. So those are just three of my favorites. I mean, I'd say probably my top five. You'd have to include the Lucha Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in the cage. And then you'd also have to include Daniel Bryan versus Adam Hangman Page that happened recently that went 60 minutes for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Well, that's five right there, but I got six. The, the, the sixth would have to be Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. So those are my top six matches. I really wanted to kind of go a little bit in depth into why I like these other matches. I don't want to say I like them more, but they really popped out as some of my favorite matches of for AEW in 2021. But now we're going right back to pod decks. What is the nicest thing a stranger has ever done for you? Now, this is going to be a long story. So one year, we went down, me, wife at the time, parents, brother, my son, niece. We all went down to Orlando for a Disney vacation. Disney was awesome. Had a great time. Went to Legoland. Went to... The Clear Water Aquarium got to see winter. This was before winter was a movie, or was that when? I don't know. I've been there twice. Once before. No, 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 no. This was after the winter movie. This trip, this trip specifically, was after the winter movie on Disney about the dolphin with the fake tail. Yeah, because this place changed immensely from the first time we went before. Dolphin Tale, the movie, came out and Disney gave them a lot of money to when we went down and did way too much driving because Legoland's like Tampa, I want to say. And where winter is, is Clearwater. 
but we had a great time. Great vacation. Driving back. What so great. Car started acting up. Got real bad there for a second. Thought we could make it a little bit further. And I was sadly mistaken. So on the freeway, the car breaks down. And we had to leave sooner because I was in the restaurant industry then. And the restaurant industry is terrible with vacations. You've got to be back by this time. Blah, 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 blah. Just like a lot of the service industry is. But that's in the conversation for another podcast. So we're in North Carolina. Saturday night. It's dark as hell. So turn on the flashers because those still worked. And wait for traffic. There wasn't really traffic. Thank God it was at night, to be honest. We grew up because we had seen a church. We saw a church over across on the other side of the freeway. So we're very carefully and very cautiously as I carry my son, we go over and we go to the church. No one's there. I mean, of course, it's like 11 o'clock at night. No one's going to be at the church. And I'm debating, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Are we going to sleep on this playground? What are we about to do here? So on a whim, there's this house parked over here not parked over here but over here on the other side away from the church so we go to this house we knock on the door luckily we had our son because we probably would have got shot if not and he said can can you help us we're stuck and thank god this guy helped us this dude you know he retired from the navy cool as hell i want to say it was burley myers that was his name and i mean this dude went above and beyond so first he let us in his house talked to us for a little bit then drove all three of us to a hotel then used his naval discount to get us a deal on the hotel room then because he could have just left could have Got us to a safe place. Did his, you know, nice human duty, if you will. But he didn't. After I get my wife and son settled, he goes, let's go get your stuff. Wait, 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 what? Let's go get your stuff. Okay. So me and him hop back in his truck. And we drive to my broken down car. And. We get all of my stuff out of the car, load it into his truck, drives me back to the hotel, helps me load it all back in. Oh, and we're not done. Because my parents had to come from Tennessee because they went a different way to grab my wife and son. And Burley got in touch with the tow truck driver for me, got me a deal on that. Got me a deal on the repair. I mean, the the best deal he could. But he really saved my ass when we broke down in North Carolina. And funny story, funny story. So on my way back from Blood and Guts, traffic got rerouted a little bit because of an accident in construction. And I'm in, while I'm in North Carolina, I had a much better car at this point in time in my life. And lo and behold, I know I, I, I know that hotel. I know this exit because I spent like two days there because it was the Bible Belt. So 
they couldn't fix my car till like Monday. So I didn't get to leave North Carolina when it broke down that terrible, terrible weekend until like three o'clock in the afternoon. But I digress. But like I, I drove by this hotel and I'm like, I know that hotel. I know this exit. Bruiser Nation, raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Oh, this is weird. So that that's a funny story. It was just weird to find yourself back somewhere that for one, I never wanted to be again because that was the worst ever being stuck alone in a hotel with nowhere to go, no plans, waiting for your car to get fixed. Terrible experience. I hope no one in the Bruiser Nation ever has to experience something like that. So there was never a thought in my mind that I would return to that area at all and it's just like it just comes up on the right hand side as i'm driving by to get back on the freeway after getting rerouted i'm just like kind of glance over for a second because i'm driving like i know that hotel i know this exit i walked by this way too many times that's fucking weird it was a weird you know thing of events when when you really realize how small this world can be something that was a terrible experience is, is is a laughing matter now but to drive by it like shit six no eight years later between six and eight years later it was really surreal experience like i couldn't shake it for a minute like i had to tell everybody like when i got home i was like the weirdest shit happened on my drive home like it was just one of those things so that, my friends and pod decks, is the nicest thing a stranger has ever done for me. Saved me and my family's ass when our car broke down in North Carolina on the way home from a, an amazing vacation. So there it is. So we're going to move away from the AW portion for now. And we're going to talk about the big news from the weekend. Crap, Rampage is starting. The thoughts and reaction on the Tony Storm release. And as as I've read more about said release, what really a release, she said, I am done with this bullshit. I'm out. She quit, paid for her own flight home, and she's probably in the United Kingdom right now, waiting for that 90-day no-compete clause to be over and done with and wish her the best in whatever company she goes to. Tony Storm was, I don't want to say once-in-a-lifetime talent. There's a lot of those 
I will say she was a once in a lifetime talent that WWE really, really missed the ball on. Like, what are you doing? She was ready made to be a star. She had presence. She could cut promos and she could wrestle with anybody on that roster in the women's division. You just didn't, you didn't do what you were supposed to. And that's my biggest issue. Most of the time with WWE, it's you're, you're so concerned with your brand or your top three people that a lot of people get lost in the shuffle and a lot of people just sit there and cater or take it well it's 2021 yeah we had a few rough years in wrestling with the pandemic and not being able to have fans and this that and the other But a lot of people are starting to realize that this is not the way to go. Because, I mean, sure, yeah, sure, sit on a couch, get paid money, get those mailbox checks, if you will. But what respectable professional wrestler wants to do that? Like, you didn't become a pro wrestler solely for the money. Like, it's not an easy business to get into. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this just for the money. Most of the time, you grew up loving pro wrestling. Some point in your young life, you realized there was an art to professional wrestling and absolutely fell in love with it. And a lot of the people these days, a lot of the wrestlers, really took a lot of time to hone their craft and become good at what they did. And Tony Storm was not being shown that respect that she had earned working her way up and making a name for herself and having amazing matches not only on the independent scene but in nxt as well like sometimes i get it you got to start from the bottom in a new company yeah okay whatever it's fine whatever but when you show out the way she did in nxt she shouldn't have had to do everything all she shouldn't have had to start at the bottom again on on smackdown it just doesn't make sense it's it's the same company it's like when a new store director came into one of my previous jobs i had to prove myself all over again for what you've seen the numbers you know how good i am you know i'm good at this job that had to be what tony storm was thinking you saw what i did in nxt you know i can go between the you know I can cut promos. You know the crowd loves me. Why do I have to prove myself again? Because it's few and far between that people from NXT get the the right treatment when they move up to Raw or SmackDown. They just don't. They get forced down back at the bottom. They eat shit for a while. And then they get stupid-ass gimmicks or storylines to try to make work. And then when the storylines don't work, oh, budget cuts by. And that's a whole different conversation for 2021 that I really am not going to get into right now. But those are my thoughts and reactions on the Tony Storm release. My favorite, some of my favorite AEW matches from 2021. Tony Storm made the right decision for herself. She put herself before the company, and you have to be able to do that in 2021 for too long, for too long. 
we have all put ourselves, no matter what business you are in, professional sports, media, service industry, you put everything into your job to help your employer be successful. And more often than not, they do not reciprocate that. They don't try to make you better or they go, oh, you're really good. We can't afford to lose you. No, you're going to stay right where you are instead of training more people. And that's it. Bruiser Nation, we're going to do one more pod deck question. And then the New Year's cruise will be over. And hopefully I post it and edit it before the New Year actually happens. Because I got to go pick up my son and his girlfriend in like 45 minutes. What is the one thing you wish you had the money to pay someone to do for you? That's the easiest pod deck question I've ever had. Clean my house. Clean my house. Need a house cleaner. If I had the money, I'd have a house cleaner because shit is for the birds. So much work. If you don't do a little bit every day, you're doing all of it in one day, and it's terrible. There you have it, Bruiser Nation. Thank you so much for listening to the New Year's Cruise edition of the Bruise Cruise podcast. I hope everybody out there has a fantastic New Year and an amazing 2022. As always, Bruiser Nation, stay good. I'm always good.